This is Football CFB, the home of unique football content. I never told you You scared off the vultures I never told you You scared off the ghosts living in my head That lay lonely in the dirt That joining me in the Football CFB podcast, Michael. Not a problem. Before we talk about your kind of career today and how we, you got to here, obviously you've just recently joined Kelty Hearts. Big shot waves for, for maybe lots of fans, obviously who'd seen you at Mott and Falkirk and, and other teams. Why did you choose Kelty? Um, one of the reasons was I, I, I spoke to the manager. Um, obviously he's well known in Scottish football. Very good player. Um, and I spoke to him on the phone for about half an hour and his drive and ambition to succeed and go and try and win the league it was something that really stuck out to me and um, as I say when I spoke to him and he said listen I'm, I'm desperate for you to get you in and for such a top midfielder to say that to myself I was I'm not going to lie I was I was delighted to it um, and then I went and had a chat with him and spoke to him and I seen kind of a run about the club and I knew a few of the players there I spoke to Craig Reid who was at Martin with me of course and he says it's a great bunch of boys and you know we're trying to get the league and try and try and Try to get promotion sort of thing, so I thought, you know what, I, I fancied a wee bit of it, and I ended up signing an eighteen month deal. In terms of Barry Ferguson, obviously you mentioned him there, big name in Scottish football. Obviously, even as a manager, he was a fierce player. What's he like to work with? The gaffer's been honestly. I was saying this to my brother last night. He's he's been brilliant. I think he's he's got a reputation because of the type of player he was and his his style of play. And it's a bit like it's a bit like Neil Lennon, um, who again, when I was a young boy, he was he was great. Um, and working with him day to day and getting to know his personality, he's 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 fun, he's a good laugh, but he's serious. And I and I think I'm I'm a bit like that myself. When you need to be professional and you know work hard, um he's he, he's on you, do you know what I mean? But it's in a good way and it commands respect and as I say, he's been he's been great for the first ever in. In terms of Kelty, obviously you've played in, in England, you've played in Sweden, you've played obviously in the senior leagues in Scotland. What's the Lowland League like and what's the standard of your team? Standard team's very good. Um, I mean, there's there's names that both there's Tam Scobie's there, Craig Reid's there, Thomas Riley, Dylan Easton, Scotty Linton. There's boys who have all played in the divisions. Um, so there's definitely a, there's a good group there. In fact, the majority of the squad all very good players. Um, standard training is excellent. Even in games, we've we've done really well. Um, I've only played three four games now, so it's hard for me to really judge what the whole league's like. Um, we're playing BSC tomorrow in the cup. I know they've they had a decent year in there, played Hibs. So there's, there's definitely good players. Um, in terms of the whole league, I'm no, I couldn't really comment because I'm not 100% sure. But the teams we've played against, so it's been it's been a good standard and good, very competitive, competitive games. You're obviously a midfielder that likes to get on the ball and try and assist. You've got Big Austin up front who's scored a ridiculous amount of goals. I think it's like 37 or something mm. in the league. What's he like to train with and play with? <coughs> Training is... <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Nah, Big fash. No, he's listen. He's his record this season's been been incredible, and he scored. I scored again at the weekend. Um, I managed to put the ball in, and he's great in there to be fair to him. And he's he's a constant threat. He's a constant threat because he's he's quick. And he's got this sweet turn that he does, and he managed to get away. And as you say, his forty odd goals this season is remarkable. No matter what division you're in, even when he played with Falkirk and Inverness, he was always a handful. I remember playing against him at Martin. He was always a handful. Do you know what I mean? One of these players that. 
you didn't really know what he was going to do and managed to make chances for himself and obviously kind of had this league he's in he's, he's sticking away in terms of the ambition for yourself and Kelty over the next few years is the is the ambition like Cove Rangers have done to get promoted and then just see how far they can take you? I think so. Well, when I spoke to Barry and, and Dean, the owner, um, yeah, they said that they were desperate to try and win the league first and foremost. And then once you're in the playoffs, you know, it's it's anybody's game. I've been there myself with Morton and I know what it's like. But um, I'm sure teams looking thinking, Kelty have won 22 games this season. We don't really fancy playing against them. So, but as I say, we've still got, I think we've got five games left, five or six games left. If we won them, we won the league. Um, and then we'll, we'll take the players when they come. If they come, sorry. That sounded <laughs> a bit like we'd win the league. I don't mean it like that, I just mean if we win the league. No, of course, and obviously we've talked about the fact you went to Kelty, you've, you've talked there about the ambition for them and yourself going forward. Let's rewind to when you were growing up. When and where did you first start playing football? Um, I grew up in I grew up in Toll Cross, which is about 15 minutes from here, east end of Glasgow, and then I moved to Denison when I was eight, seven or eight hours. Um... I've got four brothers, so we grew up, we were very close. Um, so Deniston is where I, kind of I grew up and then started playing football with a team in Easter House. Um, Bosco Juniors were called, which they were well known kind of back, back in the day. Um, I was only there for a season, funnily enough, because that was the first boys club I went to when I was, I think I was nine, because I just played about in the streets with my pals and we play, you know what it's like back then, you'd be out to nine, ten o'clock <laughs> at night, two fitting each other. Um, and then I was at Bosco for a year, and then we played in a cup final at the end of the season and the Celtic scout was out at the time, Eddie McCulloch, who's, um, who's a great guy. He was great for me throughout my time at Celtic. Um, he's, he kind of a scouting of them. I'd been at, I'd been at a few other, I'd been at Rangers, um, Aberdeen, I'd been down to Leeds, funnily enough. Me and um, Barry Bannon, who plays at Sheffield Wednesday, me, me and we Barry went down there for a couple of days. Um, and then obviously when Celtic came in, it was, as I say, I'm freestanding to Glasgow, I come for a massive connection of Celtic fans in my family, do you know what I mean? So it was very hard for me to, to say no. When you get signed up as a youth player at Celtic, what's that like? And obviously who was in your youth team when you just got there? Oh, it, was, it was a great feeling. Um, as I said, I'd, I'd only played boys club for a year, so I, I was I was enjoying that. I'd scored loads of goals and was doing really well. But at that time, you don't realise you're doing well. You're only a kid, do you know what I mean? You're just going out and playing. Um, and it's not until you get into the set-up and you start seeing boys from all different parts of Scotland. Because we had like... For example, David Witherspoon, who plays with St. Johnson, he would come down. Um, James Forrest, who was a year below me, he would come up. And all different boys for all Scotland. And eventually you start progressing through the ranks and then you realise, right, you've got a chance here to maybe doing something, do you know what I mean? In, in terms of when you come through the youth team, you've obviously talked about some of the players you played alongside there. Is, <laughs> is that a kind of one of the best times of your career? Because obviously you came through the youth team when maybe coaches could shout at you and have a laugh with you as well. Oh, I, I mean, I know you've probably heard the stories before about Tommy Burns, but... My God, I've heard, I've seen him go mental a few times, and obviously you're you panicking seriously. <laughs> um, and even like youth coaches would, would have a right pop at you, but uh, listen, that's that's the way it, that's the way it was. Nowadays, it's it's mad because you you see young boys getting shouted at now. Even I say young boys, people at twenty five, twenty six, and they start getting into their shell, and it tells you a lot. Do you know what I mean? Whether mm-hmm. it's what the the personality go and try and make a career in the game. Do you know what I mean? I Tommy, Tommy was. He was fearsome, but then again, two minutes later, he could put his horn on you and tell you how good you are and make you feel 10 feet tall. Um, but no, it was a great ground in itself, and, you know, some good memories coming through the setup. In terms of Tommy, if we just had another question on him, he's also known as being some dates always up for a laugh and a joke. Is that how he was with yourselves as well? Oh, he was, honestly, he was, he was brilliant. And he, he kind of took a wee shite to me as well because I was fake and I was 
Duke Street, Denniston area, and he was for the Carlton Gallagher sort of thing. And he used to kind of he used to drop me up the road sometimes. And I remember one time it was like a parents' evening, and um, my mum had to come down, and my auntie came where, and I think I was only like eleven or something, and um, I'm in the front, and my man, and my auntie are in the back, and I obviously knew looking back, he's getting banter with him and that right, and um, he dropped his half, and he's like, right, kids. Going to eat your two big sisters up the road now. <laughs> and at the time, I was like, "Fuck, she thought of it." Was he looking back now? So my man, Matty, like, oh, pissing herself off. Do you know what I mean? And I, he's just—he was good. He was just great with everybody, and he just made everybody feel really welcome at the club. And when when he passed away, it was—I I was talking about it all day. Actually, it was just after the youth cup final. Um, it was the next morning, and I, I remember seeing him like three or four days before it because he was still coming out of Lennox Town, and but you could see he was really not well, and everybody knew. Do you know what I mean? And then when he passed away, it was such a shame. And, <clears throat> we all went to the funeral and stuff like that. But listen, he was a great guy and somebody will always be remembered with the Celtic fans. You played in your youth team, one of the players you, you know quite well, Simon Ferry. <coughs> Obviously, he's went on to do open goal, which is which is absolutely tremendous. Um, was he really funny and up for a laugh even back then? Ah, si was brilliant. Si, I was close with Si. He was a couple of years older than me and it goes back to when I first joined. I went, God, I think I was, I think I was 10 and... Um, I think they were under 12s or 13s and they were training down at Largs for they were doing like a training camp for a week and I got invited to go down and train with them. So I remember being so nervous, um, never really been away from my ma, do you know what I mean? And he ended up going down and getting all the Celtic kit and I was buzzing. And um, Sai was, I, did, I was in a room with Sai, he got totally look after me and he's, ever since then we kind of struck up a friendship. And we Mark Muller, you know Mark? Aye, aye, aye. Obviously a great boy, he was in that squad as well and they two were great with me and really looked after me and it's something that, you know, I appreciate as I got a wee bit older. When you were in the youth team, obviously, might have got my time scale wrong, but Tommy Gravison obviously came, kind of came down to play with the youth Aye, team. Tommy was, Tommy was honest. I know I know him goals, I ain't talking about a lot, honestly. He was, he was some man, he was funny, he was funny as fuck, honestly. He was mental, but he was some player as well, honestly. Aye. Like, see, when he wanted to turn it on, he was, his touches and that were frightening, he could, he could do everything. But um, him and Derek Riordan used to come down to him with us a lot because obviously he felt it was tracking and... Two of them together were honestly hilarious. But for me, as a 17, 18 year old boy looking up to, he played with Real Madrid, do you know what I mean? And he used to shout stuff and all that about Real Madrid. But good, just an all round good guy. And he would, he would never think that he played at such a top level when he trained with us. But, um, but aye, he was bonkers. What was the craziest kind of things you seen him doing? It was just, it was wee daft things like grabbing a headlock and stuff like that for like, <laughs> like, like for 12 minutes and all that, do you know what I mean? And just wee daft things like, um, so always what about these pool cute sell apart? Love to get my pool. If you would be like, you want to play pool, want to play everybody. But he was good at it, very good, and that's why. Um, he used to, he, I think he said one time he was like the, you know, Call of Duty. I don't, I don't ever played in it, but he said he was the seventh best player in the world. One day. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I think he was being serious. Aye. And I thought surely, oh, but I didn't know. I didn't listen. I'm not into computer games. Like but the boys were like, Tommy, fuck off, no chance. And he's like, I'm telling you, I'm the seventh best player in the world. But it wouldn't surprise me. You know what? Neither he's one of the guys who probably can sit up all night for it. Sai always tells a story on his podcast about in the winter he would always change car. Was that what you, like, something you remember? I can't, can't really remember. Um, probably. Probably, it didn't surprise me. Um, I think he's, I, I, I'm sure I read in the paper, he's in Vegas now, and he's, he, whatever he's doing, he's making sell millions. Aye. With a, with a poker or something like that, so. <laughs> but aye, an all-round good guy, and it's one of the ones you can look back now and tell a few stories, but at the time, you were in all of them, do you know what I mean? I certainly was, because of the, the level he'd played at. Obviously, being a midfield player yourself, you playing alongside him, did he 
he's obviously known as being a joker, but would they try and guide you through games and oh, he help def- you? Oh, he would help you. He would, he would definitely help you and just, just three pointers, do this or do that, or move back. Just just small things that, you know, he's obviously played in the Premier League, do you know what I mean? With Everton, with top players in Denmark and Real Madrid, as I say. So when he said when he told you to do something, you, you, you listened, do you know what I mean? It was, that was the case with most of the first team boys and even boys like Simon and stuff like that. I used to listen and I would always try and take on advice. Um, and, and now I do it now with younger boys I try and help them and you know I'm not saying what I always say is right but if I can give them 1-2% difference and it might help the game then and it's job done as far as I'm concerned When you're in the youth team obviously sometimes you might get a call up because the first team need bodies how nerve wracking is that when you got there? Oh it was it was um, you would check yourself to be here and at that time there was there was big personalities um, I know Simon and that talk about um, like sitting in that, but that was just before my time. I remember, if, in fact, I'll tell you a quick one. I remember um, that change room, I think it was 15, was it 14 or 15? I think it was the school holidays and I was in, and old John Clark was a kit man at the time. Aye, aye. And he said to me, um, there, was, there was this back room at Celtic Park, and he had to come through the book room and then that change room. And it was like um, Hartson, Sutton, Thompson, Lennon, Petrov, and he said to me, go and get that boss signed for the first team. So I'm literally a wee skinny boy, so I went in. I went straight to Alan Thompson. I says, um, Clark, he said, you have to sign that ball. And he went, fuck off. <laughs> so, so I just looked at him and I was like, hey, brother. So I just walked back out of Clarkie. And I was, I was just as scared of Clarkie as I was as a dame. And I says, Clarkie just told me, fuck off. And he went, go and get it signed. So now I'm thinking, what am I going to do here? Do you know what I mean? I'm checking myself. I thought, I'm going to go to another player. I went to Sutton. And Thompson's like, like basically saying, I just told you to fuck off. And, that. and Sutton's like, grab the ball off me. Give me that fucking ball. So they've signed it and I went around and got it signed. As I'm walking away, I'm fucking like pricks and that, and I could hear them all sniggering that, and my face is bright red and that. But I'm just, just a young boy, do you know what I mean? Just, just testing me. you. Aye, basically, and I thought, fuck it, I honestly swear it was fucking dripping off me. But I thought, oh, scary. But that's just, that was just them seeing what sort of, can you handle, obviously no handle them, do you know what I mean? But can you as you get older? And now, if I was to date now, I'd be like, aye, very good, do you know what I mean? But aye, good. At that time, it was good to learn wee, wee bits and bobs about how the club is run. When you train with the first team, obviously Neil Lennon, obviously he's a Celtic manager now, but a very fierce guy and he's got high standards. Was when you trained with the first team, is he the sort of guy you're looking to impress because he'll be on you if you, you make one bad pass? Well, Lenny just kind of started getting out of coaching. Um, was he was he still captain at the time? I'm trying to think now. Aye, but in terms of training, I mean the standard was so good. Honestly, I remember, and I know a lot of people say that I remember up against Aidan McGee, and it was I was kind of a left mid. I can't remember what we were doing. I, I think it was like maybe reserves versus first team before a game and it was just like they were come through the drill sort of thing and, and I was up against McGeady and honestly I'm not joking he told me I knew arsehole and I'm thinking to myself how am I ever going to make it as a football player do you know what I mean it was that good like the stand Nakamura and stuff like see these boys even like Barry Robson Paul Hartley and Gary Caldwell Lee Naylor kind of a so many good players Jan Vinegar just like Scotty McDonald they were brilliant honestly and I thought I would love to one day even just get to a standard and luckily enough I've kind of made my career at the game sort of thing but but no it was a great it was it was a great learning curve and um, great to train with the boys and, and learn from them When you got to the first team of Strachan somebody that will talk to you or are you just kind of another body because you're filling in? Aye no he, aye you're just you're a young boy and see Celtic if you're a young boy you go up and you, you know you try and do your best sort of thing but he wouldn't he would he would like small wee boxes and stuff like that. He would he would go on you if you hadn't made an angle or you gave it away. He would, he would say, and you, you need to learn quickly because if you don't, you're you're straight back down. And 
listen, there's been a million boys that never made it at Celtic, do you know what I mean? So it's it's not something that ever worried me at the time, do you know what I mean? There's the standard of the club and the wages they were paying, it was it was so hard, do you know what I mean? There was boys ahead of me who couldn't even get in train with the first team, do you know what I mean? So by the time I left that it was probably a blessing in disguise that I got away at nineteen sort of thing instead of twenty two or twenty three. Obviously you mentioned you left quite young. Because of the nature of the players that were there and as you say, wages they were paying and Team for internationals, let's be honest. Was it always a decision of yours to, to know that you wanted to leave to play first team? Well, it was it was quite a strange one because um I was because I was still on the youth team at the time, but I was na I had any train with the youths, so I was up with the reserves and kind of a no first team but reserve boys and then boys would get called there sort of thing. Um so I, I I'll be honest with you, I thought I was gonna get a contract. Um and mine's was my whole youth team of that year, nineteen nineties at the time. Every one of them got released, um, and I was the only one that hadn't been released. But because I still had like an arm months training because the season finished and the reserves were still going first team. Because when the first team were still playing, the reserves were had to be a bit sort of thing. And I thought I remember speaking to like like Simon Ferry and stuff like that, and Paul Cardis and the boys, and they were saying you you get a deal because you're with us all the time. And I thought we'll just see what happens. And eventually, I spoke to um, who did I speak to? Was it Willie McStay at the time? I think I spoke to Willie and then Chris McCart and kind of had a manager at the time and they says, listen, we're going to let you go sort of thing. And I remember at the time, I was honestly, I was, I left Lennox Town and I got in my car and I was greeting my eyes out. I was, I was shocked, not so much shocked, but I was, I was surprised because I did waited an extra four weeks or whatever and, and I'd been there for so long, I thought I'd maybe get a year's deal or whatever, do you know what I mean? But see, to be fair, as I say, I left there in tears and I phoned my bra, I was getting my eyes out because it's odd, kind of I've known for I was a, Aye, a young boy and I thought, where am I going to go now, do you know what I mean? Because you don't really see, and that's what I would say to young boys now, try and plan ahead because you, when something's your whole life, do you know what I mean? When I eventually, it was, it was a big void in my life, do you know what I mean? No being in it, Barryfield or Lennox Town every day and, um, you know, I had to, I had to kind of pick myself up and get myself gone again. I remember at the time I thought, I genuinely thought to myself, I'm going to chuck it. But it was just because... I was that gutted, do you know what I mean? And it, a couple of weeks had passed. I remember I went away, I went away on holiday with my pals to, I think it was Mali at the time, and just got pissed for two weeks. And then came back and thought, you know what, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show that I can still play. And to be fair, I think I might be the only person for that team that's still playing professional football. Aye, geez, you know? Know? So I put my head down and worked harder at it, do you know what I mean? And I thought, I'm not letting this opportunity go. You left Celtic, as you said there, and you end up obviously going to Sweden, which... When you're, when you're that young, how did that come about? And was that not a bold move at the time? Well, it's a funny one because when I was 16 and Celtic offered me, I'd signed a two-year deal. Hamilton offered me a three-year deal. Um, me and James McCarthy, funnily enough. Because um, James, James came in at Celtic, I think we were in their 15s. And I remember me and him played centre-mid away in the We beat them. And I, I remember coming down the bus and was talking to him. I was saying, you've got to sign. He's like, I don't know. And I, he didn't sign. He went to Hamilton at 15 and then kicked straight on. Um, and then a few months later Hamilton offered me like the kind of a same contract um, and it was Billy Reid it was there at the time and I remember saying listen I'm just going to sell to have offered me do you know what I mean I can't really turn this down so when my co- once I got released I spoke to Billy again he said listen come in, come in here and train so I went into Hamilton for a, I think it was about a week and um, at the end of it he's like um, listen we're, we're going to they had, they had kind of a you know, like Ali Crawford and that coming ah, from yeah. Jordan Kilpatrick. There was like four or five of them at the time. They were all my age. And then obviously the two Jameses were playing MacArthur and McCarthy. And then Alec Neal was there, he was captain. And um, he's like, listen, we're going to offer you a deal, but it's going to be difficult for you to break out the first team. You know, we've got a lot of boys here. Just go away and have a think. 
So I remember going away and having a think, and um, uh, I thought to myself, do you know what? I, I just doesn't feel right. I just I want to be playing somewhere where I'm. I want to be playing. Do you know what I mean? So I, I ended up speaking to Billy. Reed. No, my agent spoke to him and says, "Listen, Michael's um, just going to leave it and going to try his luck somewhere else." And Billy says, "Well, I don't know if he'd fancy it, but um, I'm tight with the with the chairman. His name's Daniel Kinberg, who's who owns um, Ostersons." And obviously, eventually, obviously, knew Billy went back there, sure. Aye. So I'd went there at 19. I went to see the place for a couple of days, me and my agent. Um, it was beautiful, lovely part of Sweden. It was it was like, you had to fly to Stockholm. And then it was like, almost like Dingwall of Scotland. Aye, right? Aye. Inverness. And then I went there, seen it, and I thought, I said to my agent Stevie at the time, I said, you know what, I, I fancy this. It's, it's something different, you know, what can I lose with it, sort of thing. And he's like, listen, it's up entirely up to yourself. And I knew there was only it was only like a five, six month kind of a window before the season ended because they they play summer football. Aye. So um, eventually signed and then straight in, and it was a whole new experience for me. And the, the manager at the time was a was a man Lee Mako who's now I think he's at Hibs. I think he takes Hibs. I used to play for Livingston. Lee Mako played for Livingston, Hearts, and Newcastle, and no Blackburn. Sorry, as a boy. Um, he was a manager and he was great with me. He was honestly he was excellent. They kind of gave me a flat. Um my wages, pay for my food and stuff like that. So it was it was just something different. And I remember leaving Glasgow and I was thinking, do you know what? If ever I'm going to get a chance to go and do something like this, it's new. And, you know, I took a chance and it, it was, honestly, it was, I'd say that a young boys now, you ever get a chance, go, don't hesitate. A lot of young boys now are homeboys and like to stay with my mum and can't cook, can't do nothing for themselves. But at that age, I was fine. I'd had my own flat and stuff like that at 18. So I thought, I'm going to do it. And as I say, it was a great experience for me and one I, I really enjoyed. In terms of that age, living in a different country in Sweden, what was that like? Because obviously you're so young and you're not just in your own flat, but you're, you're living yourself abroad. No, it was, listen, seeing Sweden, every single person, no matter whether they're five or 75, everybody can speak English. And when I say English, I mean f- perfect. So in terms of that, it was fine. Um, the lifestyle was different. It was it was chilled. It was laid back. Um, but the boys were great with me. Uh, but then it... We didn't train till like four o'clock in the afternoon, so it was a wee bit different. But like, I'd go in the morning, I'd go meet boys for a coffee, we'd have something to eat, some lunch, and it was just normal. Do you know what I mean? It was uh-huh. just normal, and there was a few older boys, and who'd invite me to their house for dinner and stuff like that. And but I, I quite enjoyed my company at the time, so I was I was chilled and and enjoyed it. And and then for away games, we would fly a lot of games because we were we were so far up north, sort of thing. Uh-huh. And you go to see Stockholm and different parts of to Sweden of Sweden. So it was as I say, it was a great experience for me. What was the standard of football like there? Standard, it's a good question. It was it was probably, at the time, I remember coming when I came back, obviously I signed for Morton, and I thought it was probably about the same as it was Championship then. Um, but, but then obviously, Ostersons, have, ah, they've, they've, went, they've went up a couple of divisions, um, and obviously they were in Europe and stuff like that. And, Arsenal, but it? see, to be fair, see, at the time I thought to myself, this club, I, I could, again, a bit like Kelty, I thought this club's, I remember speaking to Daniel Kinberg, his name is, and, he had like big ambitions for the club and it's good to see now and um I spoke to him was it last year? I sent him a wee text just saying it's good to see the club are, are flying now and are playing Arsenal and because obviously we Freddie Bakker went. Aye. So I, I was in contact with wee Freddie as well and <clears throat> he loved it as well. So look, it's a great club and I'm I'm delighted they're um they're doing well. You mentioned the fact you 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 went to Sweden, you played there, playing at a good standard, you're enjoying your football again, and then you get a chance to move back to Scotland for Morton. How did that move come about, considering obviously you were over in Sweden? Mm-hmm. Um, well, as I say, the season had ended in the, I think it was November time, November, December time. So I came back, um, 
and we'd spoke about you may come back here and I think the pre-season started in January again <clears throat> and I says listen I'll, I'll keep using the loop sort of thing I'm going to go obviously back home sort of thing and then I came back and Carlo Monte who's who was my pal obviously we came through Shell together um, I, I was me and him had had a cut like I bumped back into him and we were talking about it again he's like what's happening I says like, I might be going back here and he's like why do you why don't I speak to James Brady and see if he can come into Morton to train <clears throat> and I said I will fuck it just ask him see what he says keep myself fit Lo and behold, I came in and um, I trained for a couple of weeks and I played a couple of bounce games. I can't remember. I think it was St. Johnson we played um, and maybe somebody else. I can't remember. But what had happened was, sorry, because I was in the Scotland 19s at the time. Mm-hmm. Was I, I, sorry, Scotland 19s and we played Morton the friendly. So Billy Stark was the manager and we were staying, I can't remember we were staying, but we went down and played Morton. And James Grady and Chalky, Alan McManus, they were the player coach sort yeah. of thing and I I, I, I played at Capo and I'd done really well that day <clears throat> so I think that stuck in their mind so when I came back and he phoned James Grady and says alright if Tids comes in and he says I need bother and then I was in like I think I say 10 days or something and I played a game and I'd done really well in the game and it was I think the old chairman was there the old Douglas was there and that night James phoned me and says oh the chairman wants to offer you a contract and I says right okay I says listen I can have a I've no said that I would go back to Sweden but I need to speak to him sort of thing and then eventually we end up getting it sorted and then that was how it kind of kicked off. You mean, obviously you came through Celtic, you go to Sweden, but when you signed for Morton, that's your kind of first spell regularly in a senior dressing room in Scotland. What was that like? Because there's big characters in there, like <coughs> big Spoonsy, Peter Wellison, what was he like? Spoonsy was brilliant, honestly. Yeah, I was talking to the boy Matty Flynn, who's, who's at Kelty Ways, he played with him at Annan and honestly, I see some of the stories about Peter. He's, <laughs> he was a funny guy, but he's also, honestly, he was such a good player. But it was good for me as well. I know I know the Morton fans, I know there was a lot of kind of a I don't know if whether I like him or no and, but see as a person for me, honestly, he was probably throughout my spell there, he was the best for me. Um kind of looking after me and trying to help me and just wee things, you know what I mean? Even going out for a beer and stuff like that as a young boy and because I knew how good a player he was and I really respected him and the things he had done. Um I had a great relationship with him and um, I was sad to see him go eventually, when I, obviously years later when he eventually left. But no, Peter was brilliant. But it was it was it was a, a strong changing room. It was men. I remember at the time because I remember we used to do young the olden Fridays, and you would have it would be like me, Carlo, Brian Graham, Eric Partlow, and somebody who's even younger. I would think, and then the other ones were like Spoonsy, Alan Jenkins, Masty, Kev Finlayson, Big Grish. Um, Try to think. Was, was Big Ryan Harden still there at the time? Just away. Just away. Just away. I came in, he went. Beanie was still there. Um, Wakey. Honestly, it was proper men. And they used to, honestly, pump us every Friday. And it would piss me off, honestly, I'd be raging. But they were, they, we were still learning, do you know what I mean? And eventually, as the time at home, we started to beat them and they were raging. But <laughs> no, it was a good learning curve for me. Um, and it was, as I say, it was a team full of men that I came into. And you had to learn quick. And honestly, I'll, I'll never forget my debut away to Rafe. I remember James telling me, oh, you're going to start tomorrow, sitting in bed. Um, and I was like, any bother? And, um, I was looking forward to it. It was a grass pitch at the time. And honestly, grass was a shambles and I had studs on. And I was five minutes into the game and Davo, Ian Davidson, smashed me, held the doors right. I thought, fuck me. I mean, nearly broke my leg. I thought, I'm struggling here. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, we ended up, Peter scored two. Great heater, to be fair. Um, he's running about with his horn up shouting Sheeran that night so <laughs> I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on here man and then 
came off at 57 minutes. I think it was 57, 60 minutes. And I remember coming off and I was fucked, honestly. And somebody said to me, welcome to, welcome to the first division. And I thought, fuck me. I'm never making it in this division. And I'm not joking. It took me a long time to eventually get used to it in terms of the, not so much the demands. I, I would always work hard, but just the physicality and the, and that's when I started to really look after myself and do gym work and try and build myself a bit, do you know what I mean? Because I was still a boy at, at, at that time. What was James Grady like as a manager? Obviously, I know he was combining that with playing. What was he like? James was... I had a good... I've, I've had a good relationship with, with all the managers, sort of thing. Um, no, James was James was fine. Him and Chalky, I mean, Chalky was mental, to be fair. <laughs> I remember we played um, Ross County up there. It was a Tuesday night, freezing. And I think we conceded in the 95th minute to make it one each. And he fucking sandwiches right after the ball and that, as soon as we came in and all oh, the place was turned upside down. And I thought, fuck me. But a lovely man, jockey, great guy. Aye. Had a lot of time for him, helped me out a lot. And him and James were great for me, as I say, it was my first step in kind of a professional football and they helped me and, you know, I was, I was grateful for that. When you come in, as you say, you make your debut at Wraith and you had a great start to your, to your career at Morton and early on, actually, probably aware of this, there was talk of Rangers and Kenny McDill having a wee look at you. Did mm -hmm. they ever make a kind of formal offer or, or try and sound you out about that? Um, no, no that I know. I remember at the time a, a few people sent to me and obviously it was just that connection through Kenny Green at Celtic, you know what I mean? And then working mm -hmm. with Walter and Coist at, at Rangers. Um, no, I didn't. I'd heard a few other clubs and stuff like that, but see at that time, honestly, I wasn't caring about anything. All I wanted to do was just, couldn't wait to Saturdays, just keep playing and playing and, and trying to win games of football. So for me, it was, it was it was nothing, do you know what I mean? It was just speculation and you know what it's like, it's a wee bit of speculation, it can grow arms and legs within hours, do you know what I mean? But for me, it was just a case of playing for Morton and being happy. You go into your kind of first full season that summer and you start well again and you get your first goal at home against Partick. What's your memories of that day? I actually can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't actually remember. Um, was it was it the first was it one of the first games? Aye. The season, aye. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, genuinely, I, I, I can't remember the goal. Um, <laughs> was it at home? Aye. No, what was the score? I don't even know. I think it was a 2-0 win. Was it? Um, I, I pretty much like the same. <clears throat> I, what I'd done was I got myself really fit for the start of that pre-season because I knew... Was that the year B. Murray came in? N no, I was I. I, I saw it. I knew. I remember speaking to um, Nally, who was who was the assistant. He'd phoned me um, in the summer saying, like, me, me and Murray have got the job sort of thing. Just want you to keep ticking air and stuff like that. And I, I remember saying to myself... I'm going to get myself extremely fit here, so when I go back, I'm flying. And to be fair, I did. Um, and then we, we started off great that season. I take it as a season where we nearly... Was that a season we nearly... Was that next season? That was the next season. Next season, it? nine. So I went in and I, I kind of made an impression and tried to obviously catch manager's eye because he's a new manager and he's probably thinking about bringing his own players in. And I remember pr pretty quickly, I think it was maybe four or five weeks out of the season, Murray had called me and says, the club wanted to offer you a new contract and stuff like that. So I knew he liked me and... Again, a bit like James and, and Chalky, we had a, had a great relationship with the two. When Alan Moore comes in, obviously a change of manager, how does he introduce himself to the boys and what's he like? Because he's somebody, obviously, I know it's a, a character. Murray's brilliant, honestly. He, he's, um, he was great for me. He was great for me. Again, I was still relatively young, but I remember, <laughs> I remember we were, um, I think we were three games in, and I think we'd won the first three games or something. We were tapping league, right? And um, we went up to the um, Hamilton races. We'd organised a day out and we'd all went up and had a bite to eat. I think, they, I think it might have been an old firm day. And then we all watched the football. And then 
they got parked at a couple of pubs in Addiston <laughs> the Wider, right? So we ended up in the Horseshoe Bar. And um, we Murray's at this stage were all pissed and that. And the manager's out with us, brilliant, I was loving it. And he's um, he's on the table singing, we're gone, ever in the league. We're three games in, honestly. I, got, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I was in Queens, we're on seven points each, just like that. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's sweet guy's brilliant. But it, it had a, he had, did have a right serious side to him and he was good. And Nally was good for him as well. And, um, you know, as I say, probably took us so close to, to winning that league the following season. So it's... And then obviously he had good results and you know, they beat Celtic and stuff like that after I was away and stuff like that. So, it's, listen, like anything, every every manager loses their job at some stage. But I think you've got to think the things he brought to the club. And for me, he done well, do you know what I mean? Um, and he's still somebody I keep in contact with. And he's at Clyde now, he's the number two to Dan Lennon. And he's a good guy and I like to see him, you know, continue and enjoying his football. Well, that first season, as you say, under Moore, the club finishes seventh. One of the big talking points that season for yourself is your, your red card against Falkirk. Do you remember that? I do remember that, actually. What was it like getting sent off? I remember the stare Wee Murray gave me when I walked off. Because um, we Carlo had been sent off like five minutes before me. Yeah, fine. Um, and it was just, you know what it was? It was a lazy, late tackle for me on Burton O'Brien, um, who was a good player to be fair. And it, like, he, he, he was clever. He seen me coming, sort of thing. But the ball was, it was kind of a sitting there and I thought, I'm going to, I've caught this knack of getting my left leg around, dragging it or winning it sort of thing. Um and he's waited for me and then eventually he's he's went down it was a it, it was about it was a second book and I got a red card and I remember Wee Murray's face, he gave me like a death stare as I walked by. And I thought, oh, fuck I'm getting here. And as I walked in Wee Carlo's sitting right so he's burst out laughing, right? <laughs> he's like, the fuck good then? I went, I've been sent off as well, so he too said like how you giggled because that's come back to under ten, do you know what I mean? And but now we're twenty odds. Aye. <laughs> the twos were kind of a chuckling and then we heard the, we were watching the game final whistle got beaten. The twos just sat on the side and said hard and to be fair we Murray gave us a bit. But you you took it and I apologised to the boys and it's one of the ones you just you go on with and move on, do you know what I mean? You also that season as you mentioned just just a wee bit earlier there, you got a new three year deal, buzzing with that, because obviously Douglas Ray, obviously sadly passed away, but he's someday it's always been on record as saying he loved watching you when you were at club. Yeah. No, I had a great relationship with the chairman at the time. Um and I know the boys used to say if a chairman likes you, um, you're buzzing and stuff like that. His banter, I mean, spoons and, and to be fair, he took a liking to me. And you know, I had many a conversations with him in the factory and in his office. And he was he was a great guy. Um, very knowledgeable. Loved the club. Um, really liked me as a player. And you know, when he offered me the deal, I thought, you know what, I've enjoyed myself. I'm playing. Why not sign it? Do you know what I mean? And um, I signed the three year, and you know, it kind of a progress for there sort of thing. In terms of that season, two players I want to ask you about. Uh, first of all, being damn young, you know, he came in obviously just, just for a wee spell towards the end of that season. Obviously, he's had some career also with Aberdeen and, and Dunfermline. What was he like with the boys? Youngie was brilliant. Youngie's he's a good lad. Um, he was a good player as well. I know he had a lot of kind of a problems with his calf mm-hmm. at the time and he had kind of a few injuries. But see, they boys, like him and Neil McFarlane and, and Jenkins, and I used to, I, I'd battle them with questions, honestly. I just love knowing about players and games and do you know what I mean? So Youngie was great for me and he really helped. Even Derek Youngie's bra came for a spell as well. And um, No, he was good. He was a good player. It was a shame because it was probably, I think he knew he was slowly kind of a, no coming to the end, but because he's injuries, he couldn't quite get up to top speed, but you could still see he was a good player. And No, he was he was great for me. He helped me out a lot. Another guy I have to ask you, but obviously me, Freddie, he's been on to incredible things, obviously, but Marmo and all that abroad. What was he like as a character and obviously some player? Aye, me, Freddie was brilliant. Um, a new relationship was great. Seeing him at the park, honestly, I just, 
it was like we go go gadget legs honestly as soon as, as soon as I gave the ball away I just knew he would be within five yards of me running it back and and not also that he could run the ball back but he could also play very on the ball he was very good clever um, no me, me and Fred had a good relationship we had many a night out down through the, through the years like we played um, I'd go down to Greenock he would come out to Glasgow a lot and he didn't drink to be fair but um but he enjoyed the night out and you know he would always he would always come with the boys and he'd be the last one there and stuff like that and just uh, a good wee guy and when I seen him get his move and stuff like that I was I was delighted for him and you know he deserves it because he he, he did work hard behind the scenes and looked after himself and always done his gym work and tried to do the right things and now he's I think he got bought for seven hundred grand or something. So, you know, good luck to him. And I think he's I, I don't know from I think he might have he was gone with a girl um from Greenock, I think he married, I, I, married her. I think he right? married her. So that's you know, I, I remember when he met her and you know that's nice. I'm I'm happy for him. The next season under Moore is another seventh place finish before obviously the season after been been the kind of big one for him. It was a kind of tough season for you a wee bit because you were flying at the start and then you get an E injury. How tough is it mentally and physically when you get an injury? No, it's difficult. Um and I had to end up eventually get a wee kind of operation in my knee. I was struggling a lot with it. Um, and I remember that season starting off well and then it was just, it was persistent. It just wasn't going away and I was struggling to train and stuff like that. And I'm the type of boy, I need to be training every day um, to to feel like, to feel mentally right. Do you know what I mean? I know some players can, I know Pizzo towards kind of at the end would train Friday and put in good performance on Saturday. I was opposite. I had to be working hard every day. Um so I that season kind of ended a bit of disappointment for me, kind of I fizzled out for us and, and again once I got the off I thought to myself I'm going to get myself in right good shape and make sure I'm at it again come next season. Towards the end of that season you had the captain's armband for a wee while, age only 22, how did you respond to being a captain? No, it was, it was, it was a big responsibility as I said, there was, there was still some big characters there. Um, and to be honest with you I was probably a bit young for it but I think Murray at the time um, looking back now, I think he thought if he gives it to me, it adds the extra responsibility to me and maybe keeps my performances high. Um, but listen, I was not I would try and do my talking on the part. Do you know what I mean? I'm no one for if I've got something to say in the room, I'll say it. Do you know what I mean? If I believe in it, but I'm no one for ranting and raving. And do you know what I mean? I think every player they know if they make mistakes. Like you don't need somebody. Con- I, I, I'll be honest with you. I do set demands for myself. Do you know what I mean? And if I if I don't reach my standards, I get annoyed with myself and I do get frustrated at times and as I say I'll, I'll let players know if they can do things better but it's known a, to fall out with MD or to, to be a cunt you know I mean it's just to try and keep your, your levels high and keep performing This is a question obviously with hindsight it's maybe easy to answer but see after the first two seasons with Murray two seventh place finishes in a row do any of the boys really honestly think you're going to maybe challenge for promotion the following year? Um, no probably no no I think even still, like most teams now, it's so difficult. The championship's so hard that you just don't know what you're gonna get. Do you know what I mean? Like you can go and win three games, you can get beat two, draw one, one minute you're fourth, next minute as we spoke about earlier, one minute you're eighth, and it's so hard. And I don't think the cha- the championships are very difficult league. So what I think is, if you can get after a good start, it builds momentum. Do you know what I mean? And and we did that season. We got after a great start. Um. So no, to answer your question, I don't think we did. But once we were. 10 games into it, we're thinking, by the way, we've got a chance here. And obviously, at the end, it didn't happen for us. But no, it was a, it was still a good season, nonetheless. In terms of that season, you're right. It was a, a season where the whole you were flying, especially, but the whole team was flying. And obviously, it was so close. But many felt the game, and looking back myself, the game at Fur Hill kind of seemed to be 
they kind of decided and obviously uh, losing that game was that a big moment for, for the boys as well aye uh, it was it was the final nail in a coffin I think I think everybody knew when they were leaving for her that night that, and you know what fair play to Fissel I, I mean at the time there was a wee bit of rivalry and that and they were saying things we were saying things and that happens you know what I mean but I think I'm a great believer if, you know, if they've won it they've won it you've got to I remember they played a game I think it was Cowden Beef and they were getting beat and the game got abandoned after 60 minutes and I remember thinking fucking hell man how's your luck do you know what I mean just wee things like that but I, I, do you know I, I don't the turning point for us is I think we brought in Colin McMenamin um, Pizzo was struggling a lot Pizzo was a big player for us that season we brought in Cole when he came in the January didn't he uh, you know, he was kind of a plain left mid and Kind of a right, and it, we just couldn't get, we just couldn't get out of the line. Do you know what I mean? I think they brought in Jordan McMillan and Big Dowser, Big Dowie at the time, and that just showed up the defence and they had goals and they had youth in that. And listen, as I say, congratulations, they won it. Do you know what I mean? And they've been up and down since. And um, it was, I remember that I was absolutely devastated that night after, and I knew. And then I, after that game, I was injured as well. I had to go and get, um, had a double hernia, so I was struggling as well. I think a lot of, even like yeah. Hardys and Matt McLaughlin's and Big Dinky, Big Rukovic, boys were kind of us toiling towards the end and we just didn't have enough to get us out of line but it's, it's a shame but it's one of the ones where it's just, that is what it is, do you know what I mean? That season's the closest Morton have came to getting kind of back to top flight in many years and see when you're playing at Camp alone the team's doing really well, is it one of the kind of great places to play? Because when it is going well, the crowd to be fairer on your side. No, we, honestly, many teams came to us and I remember we get, I think Count Beef were beating us 2-0 one day it was a very windy day, and I was thinking, we're, we're going to beat them. And I knew it, and I think we, I think we ended up beating them 4-2. Like, Rafe would come, and we'd done firmly, we'd batter teams at Capital. We knew we had good players, you know what I mean? And it just built momentum, and um, I remember going to come up some away games as well, and big, big hard day scored a volley at, up at Falkirk, funnily enough, um, with five minutes to go, and we just thought, well, we've got a right good chance here, do you know what I mean? And it was... It was Neck and neck with us in Fissel, and I think we were top league for months and ends, you know what I mean? But, um, no, going back to Capital, I, it was always, it was, listen, I spoke to many of boys, boys I've played with, who have played with Morton, and they'd always said when you went to Capital, it was a fucking nightmare. Because you'd make it hard for them, do you know what I mean? And it's a, kind of a tight pitch, and even under G- when Jim Duffy's teams, teams hated coming to play against us because we'd beat all of them, and it's so hard, do you know what I mean? There's not a lot of space, and. But I, that team, we knew. Most games we've only won, especially at home. That season, disappointing not to get promoted, but it was a good personal season for you. You got a player of year nomination and you won a fans player of year. Is that something you look back on and, and you're very proud of? No, definitely. Um, you know, like um, up for the PFA player of the year and stuff like that, it was, it was a big thing, do you know what I mean? It was, and it still is for players. Um, I can't remember who won it. I think it was Lyle Taylor maybe won it that year, I think. Was it Lyle Taylor? I think he scored like 30 odd goals. Um, who was that? Me, Erskine, Taylor, and Skugel. Me, Stefan Skugel. Good players, you know what I mean? They've all done well. Um, no, I was, I was, I was happy to be up, and it was, you know, it's a, it's a good honour for, you know, your the teams you play against, the boys they vote you. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then obviously one of the fans play the year as well. I was, I was delighted, and I think I managed to get something like, 13, 14 goals and twenty plus assists. You know what I mean? So it was, it was one of these seasons that. Um, just everything kind of came out for me and any time I shot I was managed to find corners and stuff like that so it was a good season for me but obviously the big prize you hosted on in the league but if I could swap it I would have swapped it in a heartbeat you know what I mean they won the league but unfortunately it wasn't for us See when you have a season like that where everything just seems to be going right do you just go on every game just thinking I'm flying and you're just you kind of just 
playing actually without thinking too much? I no, honestly, if, you know, you'd, I had because I had Freddie and um, Big Hardy beside us. I almost had the license to go and go on the end of things. You know what I mean? I go and try and create because I knew I had the the assurance of they to be there and protecting. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm not the most defensive. I met a ball playing midfielders and I, mean, I like to try and get on the ball and create things and keep the ball, keep the game ticking over. And whereas we fairly enjoyed the other side of it, the kind of ranting about and winning the ball back. And, um, so that season, I, I just kind of, uh, every week, I just thought I'm going to score here. And, you know, if I didn't score, I thought I'm going to try and assist and help my team. And nine times out of ten that season, it worked for me, do you know what I mean? It was a great season for you and you had lots of interest in you. Rotherham came calling, but their first bid was rejected at first. How did you react to that bid being rejected? Um, I remember at the time I was thinking why is he rejecting it sort of thing I thought I wonder why and I, and I, I phoned the chairman I phoned the chairman's house because um, I wanted to speak to myself because I had a relationship with him where I could and I remember when I signed the three year contract he said to me if anything, if anybody comes in for you I'll never stand in your way so that was always in my mind but I'm sure it was was it the second year into that three year I think I still had another year left mm-hmm. and um. I phoned his house and his wife answered and I says, hi, I speak to the chairman and that and I spoke to him and I says, I says, listen, um, he's like, listen, Michael, I know I says I'd like you go, he says, but you're worth way more than what the, what the bid have put in, in my opinion. And I went, listen, that's fair enough. I says, but I said, chairman, to be honest with you, I says, I'm happy anyway. I'm not really that bothered, but I just wanted to know how much you're looking for so my agent can speak to him and find out. Do you know what I mean? So if, if they are going to come back, at least we can agree on something, do you know what I mean? And he's like, no, we'll get back to you and we'll let you know on that. And then eventually, I think a couple of days later, they up to bed and they got accepted. Um, so that was that. When, the, when that move finally happens, are you, are you buzzing for a new challenge, especially going to England, but also a party he's had to leave considering how, how much you were flying? Yep. No, I'd, do you know, funnily enough, I'd spoke to three or four clubs that's around about that time. Um, and... I, I didn't really want to go to be honest with you. I still had a year. Um, I was enjoying myself. I was playing well. When I say I didn't want to go, obviously when it's different when there's you know there's talk, he's a move and that. But when it was actually there and I had to go down south and speak to him and agree mm-hmm. terms and stuff like that, that's when I, I thought you know what you might not get this opportunity again, Michael. And you know you've got to maybe grasp it now while while you're you're doing well. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm a great believer that. You just don't know what's around the corner, do you know what I mean? You could, you could get injured, you could have a bad run of form, and seeing football, you've, you've forgot about in seconds. As soon as you're out the door, you're done, do you know what I mean? So, at that time, I went down and spoke to Rotherham, I spoke to Bradford, um, my agent had spoke to Del McInnes at Aberdeen, and was it Kenny Shields at Kamarnock at the time? I think, it, I think Kenny was the manager of Mixed Repatterling, however it was. So, there was like three or four clubs interested, and eventually I, I decided to go to Rotherham once the bid had been accepted, and I went down and seen the place, and I thought, do you know what? It's a new challenge for me and you know one I was really looking forward to. Gaffer Donaire, big personality, Steve Evans, what's he like? Do you want the truth? I don't want yes. to lie. The Give truth, me the truth. He's not a very nice man to be honest with you. Um, not just for me personally because I didn't play, it was nothing to do with that. Just in terms of him as a person, I thought he was, he was just arrogant, a bit of a prick. Um, no very nice to anybody, including his staff. Even... When we were having pre-match, you know, girls serving the food and that, just, just for me, just not really a nice man. And that, listen, I'm, I'm not bothered saying that. I'd say it to his face. In fact, I did say it to his face when I left. Um, but it's one of the ones where that's football. Do you know what I mean? Not everybody's, not everybody's gonna go on. Um, but you, listen, you can't, you can't argue with his record. He's, he's got I mean, six or seven promotions. Do you know what I mean? So he must be doing something right. But just for me personally, I didn't, I didn't really see eye to eye, which was a shame because. 
once I did go down and meet him, we went about the stadium and stuff, he's for camera, he's for here, he's for camera slang. So, and he's a big Celtic man, and um, I thought, I'll go on great here, do you know what I mean? And it's, obviously it's for Glasgow, and do you know what I mean? And I, honestly, it must have been about a week into it, and I thought, I've made a mistake here. But there was nothing I could do, I'd signed a, a two, two year deal, do you know what I mean? With a year option, so I thought, do you know what I mean? Just keep your head down. And it, it's, it did change, but towards the end, we kind of went back to square one, we fell out again, and that was that. I was delighted to get away, to be honest with you. You mentioned there, it was not sort of nicest of people. Did that come, kind of come across in his management? Was he a brander than Raver? Ah, he was. Listen, I don't. I, I got on. You could probably ask anybody who have played in Scottish football. I got on with most people, and I just don't see people who, like, show people up disrespectful to people and just no nice. I don't like it. Do you know what I mean? And I would say, don't be so, don't be so horrible. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I, Durant and Raver, I, he would be up in your face, screaming in your face, which is fine. I can accept that. I can take it. If, he, if that's his way of getting the best out of his players, don't get me wrong, we got promoted that year, so he obviously done something, but I remember like, speaking to the boys down there, and obviously because I was from Scotland as well, and I used to do a fucking great impersonation, um, they used to say to me all the time, kids, do the gaffer, do the gaffer, so I would be, I'd be doing Eddins, and they would be, honestly, they'd, change, they'd be buckling themselves, but um, they didn't like him either, none of them liked him, his staff didn't like him, but listen, as I say, he's done well, and you know he continues to get jobs, and he can talk. He can talk. He can talk himself into a job as well. Do you know what I mean? Um, but listen, that is what it is, and no every manager for for all I go on great with Murray, Derek Adams, Barry Ferguson, there's, there's Jim Duffy, there's Steve Evans, who I didn't didn't quite like and didn't really respect for the way he treated people. To be honest with you, frustrating time down there. You were on the bench for for spells in and out. Is that frustrating having? Went down considering you were flying and playing every single week. Aye, it was. Um, and it, I kind of started, I'll be honest with you, I lost a wee bit of confidence. Um, and I'd been in, one of the games I went in and played, we, I think we beat Gillingham 6 0. And I had a right good game, and I felt like it was back to like, my Morton days. I was kind of a controlling the game, and you know, just things were coming after me, passing. And anyway, we came in after the game, and, and he said um, something like, you know, people question why I signed you, but that performance there shows everybody why I signed you and that. And it was nice. And I thought, right, fair enough. Maybe this is me ready to kick on. A week later, we played Rochdale in the FA Cup. Um, started again. Uh, was it a week later? It might have been a f- couple of weeks later. I played a few games anyway. And um, we were getting beat 1-0. No, no, I, no. Well, 1-1-0, one, one, no, now we one each, and then I got sent off. Again, a fucking lazy tackle again. Stretching. I was already doing a yell. It was stupid for me. And um, sent off at about 60 minutes. And as I'm walking by, I can hear them screaming at me. And I thought, fucking fat cunt. Right? That's what I thought to myself. Anyway, we beat 2-1. I've watched it and I thought, I'm getting it here. And I'm telling you right now, he came for me in that changing room. He was right up in my face, spitting away on me and that. Um, and he's... Just the way he was talking to me. I, I'd said sorry to the boys when he came in. You know what I mean? And I didn't mean to get sent off. Do you know what I mean? It was just... There was two yellows, I mean, and he's screaming in my face, you don't fucking know what the FA Cup means to these players and that, and I'm thinking, shut the FA Cup, I fucking stay four hours up the road, do you know what I mean, of course I know what the FA Cup means, and he's, you'll never play for this club again, and all that stuff, and I thought, do you know what, you're just a prick, I knew it there and then, and he went, he went away and the players were like, fucking, he's, never mind them, a few of the boys are like, delighted about not delighted about the cup but I think in free weekend like, it's all the usual free weekend and that boys are laughing just try to pick my spirits up do you know what I mean but I knew then I knew then I thought I'm done with him and that's when I eventually went on loan as you say relationship with him not the best and 
no wonder you wanted to get out after that. So you go to Ross County, why them and what was Derek Adams like compared to Steve? <coughs> the polar opposite to be fair. He wouldn't really get a word out of Del to be fair, but um <laughs> I was gonna go to there was Fissel Murrowell in Ross County and um Ross, I think what had happened was Ross County were wanting to pay my full wage, whereas Inverness eh, no Inverness, sorry, Fissel were eighty five percent and then I think Murrowell at the time were fifty percent, it was Stuart McCall. But at the time, um, my partner was pregnant with my with my first son, so it would have been I, I, what I, I tried to push me off for party Fissel, and it would would have been a strange one because obviously I just left and they'd come up with SPL. But I knew this day were playing. I thought and Alan Archibald would like me at the time. I think he just became manager, or whatever. But um, but Steve Evans like no, you got to Ross County. And I went, I don't want to go to Ross County. I don't. It's still three and a half four years away from Glasgow. Can I? Motherwell or no? said not to me and I was like oh, I'm not gone then and he's like you're gone and I went no I'm not right so the two of us are sitting having an argument in his office and I remember coming out and I'm thinking oh, I need to go out here I can't even put up with this and anyway I ended up speaking to Dell and um, his dad George Adams who was in at Celtic at the time when I was a boy so I kind of knew George and I eventually says, I explained to him I says you know you know my partner's pregnant um, you know I, she kind of I think she was like six or seven months so it was it, there was be scans and all ah, that stuff and he's like listen Michael I'll let you go down to Glasgow and what he said to me was after training or what had happened is after training a Friday you could come down the road if it's a game run about central belt sort of thing so in fairness it was great and they looked after me gave me a, somewhere to live and you know um, gave me a car and stuff like that so eventually when I went up and spoke to them it was a great club and I honestly I really enjoyed my spell there and you know I kind of I didn't want to leave towards the end but um Aye, that's, that's how I ended up going to Ross County. We ended up managing to stay in SPL, which is a good achievement. And I played 15, 16 times that season and just enjoyed my football game, just being out there and playing on a Saturday, which is which everybody wants to do, do you know what I mean? You mentioned it's great to get back playing games again. And obviously, having played in the kind of first division championships as now with Morton and, and down south, obviously, Sweden, what was the SPL like compared to those other leagues? I'll be honest with you, I found it easier. I found the SPL easier than I did the championship. <clears throat> um, and when I say easier, there's better players, of course, but for some reason you get that wee extra couple of seconds to kind of a pick your passes and it's more, you know, your shape and try to break it. Whereas the championship at times, or certain teams you play, it could be very kind of a hooting ball zone, setting balls, everything's erratic, do you know what I mean? And there's no kind of a composure. Whereas when we we end up with Park Key, after three or four games, we drew one each for them. And I remember, you know, enjoying the game, thinking... I'm enjoying this, I want the ball, I want to keep getting on the ball, do you know what I mean? Um, like Hearts and, you know, Hibs, and I just enjoyed, we, we beat Dundee United up on a Tuesday night, I think it was, we beat them 3-0, they had a great team out, to be fair, like, all the boys that kind of all moved on, Armstrong and Mackay Stephen and Gold and Suter, and they had a right good team, and I remember we beat them 3-0 and I had a right good game, and I thought, I'm really enjoying this again, do you know what I mean? Um, but aye, no, the SPL was good, and as I say, we managed to stay up with a couple of games to go. I think Hibs went down that year, Terry Butcher, um, through the playoffs. So it was a great achievement for such a kind of a small club for a small area. It was it was great. Good spell, and you end up getting back down to Rotherham. You mentioned earlier, you kind of hinted at it, you didn't really want to have to leave County and get back down there. Why in the end did you go back down? Well, I still had another year in my contract, um, and the manager, he'd kind of afford me and says, I've been keeping keep my eye on you and I've been sending people to watch you a lot of shit to be honest with you but um, I thought to myself do you know what go down get another go I'm a year older more experienced 
played games, enjoyed it. I've got nothing to lose. I still had a year and I knew he wasn't going to kind of pipe me after it and that. So, again, as I say, pre-season got myself flying. A lot of boys now are really fit boys. Um, really look after ourselves. And I got myself, honestly, the best possible shape. I was down to... I think I'd lost, like, for what I was on at Morton when I was doing really well to then. I think I'd lost nearly a stone, do you know what I mean? So I was really... I was, I was fit. Really fit. Anyway, pre-season... We came back to it, it's funny because seeing I signed the first time, I, I was down for like three days and then pre-season was in Mad Hall in Scotland, so I was back up the road, it was weird, I honestly we were up there for like 12 nights and then it was the same, the second season, um, we ended up playing a few Scottish teams, Kilmarnock and whatever, whatever else, Fissel I think it was, but um, went down, for, get another go, started half the season, um, I was, honestly I was, pre-season games I was doing really well and we played, the first game of the season was away to Derby County, um, in the championship because obviously we'd come up through the through the playoffs at Wembley and I remember speaking to my I, I spoke to my brother and I says I think I'm starting this was on a Friday and he's like right brilliant that's good and that because um, we'd done shape and I thought I'm starting here he was playing he was playing 4-5-1 and I, and I was playing in the middle of the three sort of thing um, and then we, we went down stayed the hotel next day got on the bus <clears throat> and as we were getting on the bus we are going to back the gaffer said tits can I have a word sort of thing so I sat down the boys were on the back he's like listen um, I'm not going to start you today he's like uh, Steve Evans teams don't sit back and play for a point right so I thought here we go again right as soon as I says ha ah, fuck anyway get to Derby <clears throat> I'm on the bench I think we got beat was it 1-0 I can't remember but it was, I think it might have been one Jeff Henry can't score 1-0 anyway get Good, good occasion, back in championship. Great for the club, do you know what I mean? <clears throat> and then the the following week, so we beat the boys had done well. The following week we played Watford at home. I came on after about sixty, I think it was, done well. Um I think we drew two each. Um and then the Tuesday was the was one of the cup games, the League Cups, and it was a way to Swansea. And I thought, right, I'll I'm sure they'll play. So anyway, I did I started um I started centre mid. They, to be fair, Swansea put it full strength and they're in the Premier League at the time. And um, after, honestly, I think it was five minutes out of the game, he was on my case and I mean proper on me and I thought, oh, fucking hell. And people might, might be listening to this thinking, you know, is he mentally weak? I'm no, I, I can deal. But see when it's constant, it puts you off your game. I know, of course. It puts you off your game. I remember Jim Duffy was a bit like that, but different, no the same as, no the same. And I remember, I remember... I kind of under Duff, I used to, I would think about things before the ball came to me, opposed to just playing main games, you know what I mean? And I remember saying to him, I said, Gaffer, I understand that's your style of management and I respect it, but it's putting me off. You tell me what to do with the ball before it comes to me and you're basically trying to, but that was just Duffy's way of getting the best out of his players. He Aye. couldn't relax, he couldn't sit down, he had to be constantly on it, you know what I mean? But um, 62 minutes, took half, Swansea, I think they beat us 2-1 and I knew then. And when I come back in the bus with Swansea up to, up to Sheffield and I said to a couple of boys, I went, I'll be away for you here. That'll be me. I just knew, I just got a feeling. And this is still early in the season. And to be fair, the next couple of days he'd signed another three or four, I'm not joking, three or four centre mids came in. Or kind of our midfield players. Jesus. To the six we already had. And I thought, oh, I'm, I'm done. And that's when I went and spoke to him. And he said, no. He said, not first. No, no, I'm not letting you go. You've been doing well on that. And I said, Gaffer, you've just signed another four players. I said, can you fucking chance my money have? Do you know what I mean? And then a couple of days later, we ended up, I agreed, I think it was right in the transfer, right the deadline, I ended up got to Oldham and Moan, um, 
Aye, so that was that was I knew as soon as I left then that was the end of it for Rotherham, but I was just happy to get away to be honest with you. What was the spell Oldham League on loan? It was great. Again it was almost like Ross County, it was it was a new lease of life for me again. Lee Johnson was the manager, who's now Bristol manager. Yeah. Um obviously I knew he played with Command up and that and he had an assistant, Tommy Wright, who's um remember he got done with the I mean I remember the bet the what was it called? We Tommy. Remember the with Sam Allardyce, man. He told me he was our one. He got, he got stitched up as well. But he was brilliant again. Big Celtic man, good banter, and I enjoyed that. And just enjoyed being out playing. And I thought to myself, this is the environment I want to be. Do you know what I mean? And I had a good, I had a good six month there, and I knew I had to go back to Rotherham sort of thing. But aye, that was that was that. Uh, Oldham was was good for me. Before we come, you returned to Scotland. <clears throat> in your time in England, who was the sort of best players you played with and against? Um. <clears throat> against was well the, I mean League One has so many teams and so many players but when we did take that step up like still boys are playing new like I know Troy Deeney and stuff like that I'm, I'm trying to get close to him at a corner and stuff like that and he's just fucking hard to half wee boy do you know what I mean <laughs> Um, there was good players John Joe Shelby was a good player that night we played Bonnie's legs are fucking size of that three out there do you know what I mean like <laughs> Just good experiences. And, and the team in Rotherham, there was a good players. The boy Ben Pringle, who was that season, because we got promoted, um, boy Lee Frecklington, boy Alex Ravel scored two in the final, the volley, early goalie, it's probably, you've probably seen it a few times. Absolutely. No, it was a good team. Um, good players. But, you know, it's one of the ones where I, I wasn't, I, I never felt it my depth, you know what I mean? I was in training, that was absolutely fine. I was, sometimes I was the best player in training, do you know what I mean? But, it was just weird. I just knew it wasn't the manager was just setting his ways and if he just didn't fit in his plans, that was you, do you know what I mean? And I knew early doors that's the way it was and as I say, a great club just right rang time for me. You mentioned earlier on you <coughs> the kind of players you played with, you always like to ask them about their careers and stuff. One of the guys you played with, Matt Derbyshire, he'd obviously played in the Premier League with Blackburn, but you kinda of obviously chinning him for stories about yeah. what it was like in the Premier League. Aye, Dabs was a he, he was a he was a really good boy. Um, he would tell stories about Bellamy and Robbie Savage, and he obviously played Premier League and stuff like that. Um, and then I'm, I'm sure he went across to did they go to Turkey or something? Then he went to Greece Cyprus. as well. Greece, didn't he? sorry, Greece. He went to, and he was, ah, he was, he was a good laugh. Just one of the boys, you know what I mean? And was was um, worked very hard. Was still very demanding, do you know what I mean? Um, big cut Broadfoot signed actually that year as well. Big brothers, so I had a good relationship with him. Um, that year, obviously me being set and being Rangers, I'd badger on my questions and obviously he went down to League League Two at League Three or whatever it was at the time and I'd ask him all the questions and he would give me a few wee stories. No two he wouldn't go in depth, you know what I mean? But, aye, but he ended up um I he ended up leaving eventually and got to Blackpool at the time and then Is he on Broadfoot? Is he a better player than people give him credit for? Because he kinda gets a lot of criticism for people up here. No, he is, hundred percent. Um vet, works very hard training, um Better on the ball than I thought. I'd, I'd never played with him. In fact, I hadn't even played against him. So I only knew him for watching him for Rangers. Um, I remember when he signed, a few of the boys are going, what's, what's he like? And I'm like, Fuck, it's hard for me to say because when I seen him on the telly, our Rangers fans, like, you know, we gave him dogs of you, you know what I mean? Right. But it wasn't until I trained him every day, I thought, he's a good player, man. And he'd done well, to be fair. They end up, I think he ended up captain at the end there and stayed for two or three years at Rotherham. And he's had a right good career. And honestly, he's... He's a good guy as well. He was good to me, and um, you know we used to travel up and down and stuff like that. And we would, as I say, because we were Scottish, we got on well. Do you know what I mean? You leave Rotherham and you return to Morton, which 
was a big shock at the time considering Morton obviously League One at the time when you come back going from obviously Rotherham where they were to Morton at the time it was a move that from the outside looking in a lot of people were going what's he doing there that's it. it's a big drop but you just buzzing to get back because you've done so well there as I said um, earlier I, I'm, I, I can play my best football when I'm enjoying myself do you know what I mean see if see if I'm not it's, it's just I just like to go out and like kind of a play do you know what I mean um, and I knew at Morton I'd done that <clears throat> obviously it changed because obviously Jim Duffy came in and I'd spoke to a few clubs down south and I'd spoke to a few other clubs in Scotland but it was the chairman that phoned me um, I was actually on my way to was that Yeovil? I, I, was, I was doing training with Yeovil for the week because it's Lee Johnson's dad Gary Johnson's Aye. manager at the time and they'd offered me a deal to stay but I, I didn't like it at all I just didn't like your place and I thought and then Douglas I was coming back for Yeovil back to Sheffield and Douglas had phoned me and says, listen, we'd really like you back. And as I say, I always had a good relationship with him, so the conversation just kind of went. And he's like, um, I said, well, I'm actually going to be coming back up the road in a couple of days. He's like, well, why don't you come in and see me? And then cut a long story short, I went to see him. And I knew at the time of League One, I knew they were kind of at the tap and they were desperate to get back up. And I thought, do you know what? It's no, my ego's not that big that I was in the Championship and now I'm in League One. Do you know what I mean? For me, it's about playing and enjoying yourself. And... Obviously, you'll probably get to the bit where I couldn't play, but um, I, I end up signing the contract, and you know I was happy to be back home. So we'll dive down to the ocean, and we'll make our home in a deep sea cave, and our shells will all be open. They'll be filled with song. They'll be filled with song. We'll dive down to the ocean, and we'll make our home in a deep sea cave, and our shells will. I'll be filled with song, I'll be